Welcome to the Hello Retirement Podcast, your essential guide to navigating the journey towards a fulfilling retirement. I'm your host, Emlyn Miles Mattingly, and I'm thrilled to be here with you on this adventure. Are you ready to unlock the secrets to a stress-free and enjoyable retirement? Whether you're nearing retirement age, already retired, or just thinking about your golden years, this podcast is your go-to resource for expert advice, inspiring stories, and practical tips to make the most out of this exciting chapter of your life. Annuities can be complex financial products. While they may suit certain individuals' financial situation and goals, there's several reasons why they might not be the best investment for everyone. Here are some potential drawbacks and considerations to keep in mind. Hi, I'm Emily Miles Mattingly, founder and president of Gen Next Wealth, a fee-only financial planning firm helping people get the most out of their retirement. If you're here, we're going to talk today. I want to just talk a little bit about some of the reasons why annuities are really, really different products. So today we're going to talk about the five things or the five things to keep in mind whenever you're looking at an annuity. Number one, complexity. Annuities are very complex. There's several different types of annuities. We won't get into the list of them, but two of the popular ones or some of the popular ones are going to be your variable annuity, your index annuity, and then you're going to have your fixed annuities. Those are just a few of them. But what happens with these annuities? They're not all created the same. Even though the contract may be able, you may understand it up front, but after you go into it, there's so many potentials, potential things that can go on wrong with it. Like they're very, very hard to comprehend. They're difficult enough to see what the performance is doing. And there's all kinds of conditions, caps, fees, contract terms that are not only hard for you to wrap your head around, but they sometimes even harder to keep track of. I've had a lot of clients that I've had come to me that have already had annuities. And when they come with these products, they may have thought they were one thing and didn't realize that there was a few different caveats or a few different things that had made it almost impossible for them to get their money. So when you're looking at it, just the overall complexity of what is going on there, you have an insurance product, you have an investment, you have guarantees, you have all of these different things. And so when you're looking at that, it does come with its complexity and with that complexity leaves questions. And when you don't completely understand a product that you're getting, it can lead to a little bit of angst, some buyer's remorse amongst other things. So the first thing that I want to say is these are very, very complex products. So please try to make sure that you understand them and everything that they're doing. The second thing is that they are very expensive. Annuities are costly. You can have anywhere, you know, first you have to pay your commission. So the commissions can be anywhere from four all the way up to 7%. Um, sometimes they go higher than that, but regulations have brought down some of the cost as it relates to the expenses of the annuities. But besides upfront costs, there also can be very high costs depending on the type of contract you choose and the different riders that are available for you. For example, annual fees on an annuity can be up to, you know, anywhere from two to I've seen it up to 4%. So if you think about that, that's a pretty large fee. Now, there's underlying sub-accounts that you have if this is a variable annuity, meaning that you're part, getting some market participation, which we'll talk about a little later. But what happens in those contracts is you have an administrative fee. Then the insurance companies who usually deal with insurance now have to manage this investment. So you have to pay for the expense ratios of that. You have to pay for the management of that. And those fees are usually a lot higher than what it would cost you to do this with a broker. So you have these 
very expensive fees. And you think about that and let's just put it in perspective, right? Let's say you have a million dollar annuity that you've bought. I always like to use the number of a million because it makes it pretty simple. And if you had to pay $70,000 for a 7% upfront commission, that might make you feel a little different, right? Immediately when you look at your statement, you already paid out $70,000. You already paid out 7% of what you were trying to live on for the rest of your retirement. Point number three, they're not liquid. What do I mean? Very illiquid. So downside to them is that their notorious lack of flexibility. You have to wait until 59 and a half before you withdraw the money from here. Now, that's one of the things. On top of that, if you withdraw, you're going to have to pay a 10% penalty from the IRS because you're not 59 and a half. Okay, I know. What are you thinking? Yeah, that probably that happens when I use this in my other retirement accounts as well. If I pull money out of my 401k, premature of retirement age, then I have to pay the fee. If I pull stuff out of my IRA, then I still have to pay that fee. However, there's a second fee that comes from insurance companies, which is called a surrender charge penalty. Now, surrender charges are on annuities and they usually stay there from six to 10 years. They can be as high as 10%. So if we go back to that million dollar example that we talked about earlier, when you think about this, like if it's up to 10% in that same million dollar example, that means that you're paying $100,000 if you are trying to make an early withdrawal out of your account. Let me just say that again. It's a 10% fee and this fee can be on there for up to 10 years. So when you're looking in terms of liquidity for your money in case something happens, this might not be the best thing. You know, life happens. All of us understand that. And if something comes up and you have to pay a penalty for taking out the money on top of a surrender charge that you have to pay for the money, and you're also having to pay that annual expense of, you know, up to 3%, maybe even 4%, depending on what features and benefits you have in the annuity, you're paying a lot. You know, that could be a very costly thing for you. So them not being liquid is a real problem. Number four, limited market upside. Now, what do I mean by that? Because a lot of these will have things that they're tied to the market, right? So when we say tied to the market, like let's say that variable annuity, well, they're going to have some underlying investments that you can you know, participate in. But let's change gears and let's talk about the index annuity. So index annuities are going to come with, they usually have a cap, meaning that if you know whatever indice they're mirroring, it's usually going to be the S&P 500, right? And if we put a cap rate of 12% on this, you know, that means if the market does over 12, the max you can get is 12%. I'll reiterate that again. If the market does, which the S&P has done over 12% before, if it does over 12%, you are going to be capped at 12. Now, on the bottom side, they also have a feature where you don't, you can't go below zero. Technically, you can't go below zero. So if the market does have a bad year, then you know that you're going to be uh, at least at zero. However, that does not include the fees that you're already paying. So technically, if your fees are annual on the account, and you have a year where you're zero, then you have your fees, which are, you know, could be three, three and a half, four percent. You still have that three and a half percent that you're behind. So don't forget that. And so with the index annuity, what happens is they cap your rate. Now, let's say the market does 18%, and I'm just using regular numbers. Let's say the S&P does 18% for a year, but you're capped at 12. Let's say the S&P does 15% the next year, you're still capped at 12. What happens to that extra money? Well, this is the insurance company hedging their bets, making sure that they can keep those gains for when the years are bad and they have to pay you out. 
Now, when they do have to pay, understand they're still having that fee that's coming out of that you're paying for on an annual basis. So it's one of those things. You have a limited market upside because of the investments that you have access to. The investments are not going to be the same that you would get on a product outside because the ones outside don't have insurance tied to them and there's no additional fees that are going to drag down your performance. So even in this example, if you are getting that 12%, you still have your fees that you have to pay. So it's really nine. So just understand that be very aware of the limited market upside and the fees that are associated with them. And the last thing is taxes. Now you have understood this because you're in retirement now, things change. And when you're in retirement, taxes are what you're trying to manage. The entire time that you were in the accumulation phase of your retirement, you were just worried about the performance of your investments. Well, now that's going to change. And what happens is since annuities have tax deferral, that means that you don't have to pay taxes on something till later. So let's paint this perfect picture, right? Now you've put this money into an annuity. You're waiting till you get, you know, you're able to retire. And now you don't have as many things to write off as you used to. So now guess what you're going to have to pay? You're going to pay ordinary income tax, not capital gains on this, because it's going to be added to your ordinary income upon withdrawal of these funds. So you want to be very aware of that because this could kick things. This could put you into different tax brackets. It can make you not qualify for some of the benefits that you would receive in Social Security. There's a lot of different things that can happen when your tax bill gets higher from the annuities because they're giving you the tax deferral. So in short, I would say that they have their place, but you have to be very careful and have to be very informed on the decision you make about this because of the complexity, because of the cost, because of illiquidity, because of the market limited upside and because of taxes. So if you have enjoyed this, please don't forget to hit the subscribe button there and leave a comment below. If this is something that you would like to hear more of, I have spoken to a client of mine and we are talking about doing a full client study in relation to annuities and how his situation or their situation rather had changed after we spoke about everything that he was paying for in an annuity. So if you'd like to hear some of that stuff, please leave us something in the comments. We appreciate you. And once again, subscribe and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Hello Retirement Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and connect. And until next time, take care and never be scared to say hello to retirement.